We are so curious about why we are the way we are. Are you? We ask the questions that we all wonder about. What makes us tick? What makes us stuck? What gets in our way? And the biggest question of all is how this is connected to our weight and our health. In the process, we are learning that we are not alone. We make a call to action every week to explore possible solutions, and we ask that you make one also. Join me, Leah, wellness coach. And me, Kamna, health coach. As we ask, wait, wait what? Wait, what? Hi, Kamna. I am excited to introduce our guest today. Uh, his name is Brad Williams, and he hosts the podcast Over 40 Fitness Hacks. And he is a personal trainer, and he's owned a gym for the um, past few years, and he has a business called Over40FitnessHacks.com. We have so many questions about fitness and over 40, but before we get there, we want to know a little bit about your background. How did you come to this arena? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Central California. Um, father was a medical doctor. Mom was a nurse, so kind of always had that healthy upbringing, or at least what they thought was healthy at the time, right? And uh, always knew I wanted to go into business for myself. Uh, my brother also wanted to, and eventually after college, doing various jobs, decided to you know, health and fitness. I was really into going to the gym. I had already got my personal training certification, was training people at my last job before I made the jump. And I was really into it. So I said, let's go for it. So that was 15 years ago. I opened or 12 years ago, I opened up uh, Evolve Gym, uh, actual brick and mortar gym in Huntington Beach, California. And for the last 13 years, this has been a roller coaster ride of, you know, running a brick and mortar business, dealing with the state of California, even Orange County. You can't learn stuff in school, you know, what it really is in the, the real world. So it's kind of the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. But in that whole time, Arthur was more of a semi-private training where we would train up to three, four people at a time, help cut the cost down. Because after that 2008 market crash, a lot of people couldn't or wouldn't spend uh, on the private personal training, which was $60, $100 an hour. So that was oh, kind sure. of our, yeah, that was kind of our jam. And uh, the over 40 crowd just tended to be the ones who could pay for that personal training. And thus we all got really good at dealing with the over 40 crowd and all the aches, injuries, problems from the past and kind mm. of rewiring re re their program from what they learned when they were in uh, school and growing up. And my whole thing is when I s started my uh, podcast about four years ago, I hit 40. And my thing was like, God, all, all these years I've been training clients in my younger years and just come on, you know, old man, you know, get, you need to push it a little harder, diet a little harder, you know, move a little bit more. And I finally hit 40 and I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the aging process. Like, oh my God, this is like, life is against you. Like the whole aging so process now, is. <laughs> it's so comforting to hear you say that. It really is. And I think so many people will be comforted by that. So let me get, so you have trained people from, I'm just going to say like early twenties to how old? Yeah, probably like mid twenties all the way to current. I'm 43 right now. And, uh, you know, that's about three, four years ago is when I finally had all these issues. And I, I actually had a uh, back injury that happened to me about five years ago. So about 38 
and uh, nothing related to working out or anything. It was literally a freak accident from moving gym equipment. You know, I'm the gym oh, owner gosh. who's trying to do everything. I'm the bathroom cleaner, the accountant, the marketing guru, the website guy, and moving equipment, which is stupid. Hire, hire that out. And I end up blowing out my L5S1. Had, oh, oh, like no. a serious. Yeah, like serious. that was nasty. And uh, went through all the routes of oh, trying to do it the holistic way first. And it just came down to it. It was just, it's not happening. I got to go the surgery route. But uh, oh since then, I've recovered. It was a horrible experience, but, you know, great thing to add to the repertoire of feeling what it's like to be over 40 and knowing that how fragile we are. Wow. And uh, I've had to change my whole kind of mindset and game plan of like even how I work out. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what I'm moving more towards even my over 40 clients as well. Okay. What do you think the biggest difference is generally of uh, being in your 20s and working out? versus being over 40 and working out? Yeah, first, I mean, first is just your ability to recover, your energy mm -hmm. levels are off the chain, right? And I think in your 20s, you have all those things going for you. So you don't really listen to your body at all. We, we just get so used to punishing our bodies with what we're doing in our social lives and in the gym and stress doesn't even matter, right? We're cramming, right. you know, if you're going through school, you have no problem cramming for exams, procrastinating, doing everything. You just, you can't do that over 40. We, right. we, need, uh, we need brain breaks now. And so I think you just, just you don't listen. And I very humbly learned my lesson five years ago or just got checked and going through this back injury and recovering and just learning, okay, you need to slow down. You know, we don't, I don't need to go to the gym six days a week. I don't need the stress of running three gyms anymore. I, I had to fix that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then just seeing how my body adapted to that. My stress level's gone. My body, once I recovered, just easing, easing up on how heavy I was doing my workouts, how often oh, sure. and letting it recover. Right. Um, and just how great I feel now. So I'm like, God, why didn't anyone teach me this when I was in my 20s? But Right. You know, that's the, that's the story. You wouldn't have listened. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. have listened. If I could go back in time and I tell my 20 year old self, I would have just laughed. <laughs> I know. So, so I know. Right. You got to learn mm -hmm. it the hard way. It sucks. Exactly. How long did it take you to recover from your surgery? So the, I actually had two surgeries. So five oh. or six years ago was the first one and I recovered immediately. It was the best day of my life. Cause I was at like a level 50 pain. It was so horrible. Oh, um, but, uh, I recovered fast and I knew, okay, let's do all the, the work with the physical therapist and everything. And I think it still was too fast. You let, let your oh. disc heal and not re herniate. Right. So after they let me go after six weeks and said, ease into what you were doing before, but they said, you know, you can go back and play in sports. I was playing hockey at the time. And so I thought I was going slow, but literally a year later, re herniated the disc. I didn't oh. know how oh, I could have done it. But that's the risk you run. It's not like a, your body doesn't heal it or and the surgeon doesn't put like a, a plate there to stop it. It went down the same process again. And the second surgery was about two and a half years ago now. That one was way harder, way rougher recovering hmm. from because now they had to cut into some bone. They Now they've moved all your uh, nerves to get back in there. So imagine like a little violin in your or harp and you're playing with those things. Like you can only do it so many times before it's like permanent, yeah. you know, damage to it. That sounds Did you, so painful. Yeah. No. Did you go through a like poor me phase? Uh, no. I, I mean, I was pissed. 
But yeah. you know, I've never had that mindset. I don't care okay. what it takes. I was going to find a, a cure or something. And you know, I'd be up at three in the morning because I couldn't sleep hunched over. I was sleeping on my ottoman in the, in the living room because that I, you, I needed that 90 degree ability to put my body in there to even sleep. So I was sitting there searching Google, Reddit, YouTube, just yeah. thousands of hours just trying to educate myself just on my injury and see if anyone had any hope of recovering it, you know, naturally. And it wasn't looking good. So, I think that's so important though, that you're saying that because I can tell you so many people that are opposite of that. And they mm-hmm. need to hear that because they think so many times we get hurt and we're just like, well, I'm just in so much pain. I can't do anything or I can't. And I like that you spent hours researching it and doing the work and determined to figure out how to make it better instead of, well, this is just how I'm going to be. Poor me. I can't go for a walk. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and that's the thing I've, I've learned my entire life. Like all the experts out there, or even how much knowledge I have, you never have it all. Not everything is the pure, absolute truth. There's so many different factors involved. So just don't give up. Keep trying different stuff, hopefully under a little Mm -hmm. bit of supervision of someone you trust. And just you start finding things that work that you you weren't told in your physical therapy sessions or your surgeon didn't tell you or your doctor Mm -hmm. didn't tell you. So and that's how I'm now in that phase. Yeah. Are you back uh, to, I guess, quote, normal or... Yeah, I'm I'm back to about you know 100 or 99 percent if you have to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I refuse to go back to the the heavy weights and the sprinting and all the kind of stuff I used to do because sure. I don't want to have to have that happen. I feel like I can do it, but now my whole philosophy now and what I preach to all my clients is slow down, do a little bit less weight, and focus more on quality, like time under tension and effective reps. That's kind of the newest training principles that are being floated around in the fitness world. And basically you're just slowing down, do the same workout, just slow it down, feel every muscle. Like if you're doing a squat, take, take like four or five seconds down four or five seconds up. And I promise you, you couldn't even do a a third of the weight you were doing before. (laughs) Oh, I wish my son was in here. Well, I wish my son was in here right now too. He's 15 and thinks that you should lift like uh, as much as you can. And I'm like, no, that, but he, I'm his, I'm his mom, so he's not going to listen to me no matter what, but. He's not, because yeah. he's going to have to impress all his friends on how much yes. you can look comparably to him. So hopefully yeah. he can adopt, just add half of your routine with this. And then the other half, go ahead and do your power lifting, that kind of stuff. Yeah. At least you took half of it away. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great tip. Okay. I think I would have taken that if someone had told me. Yeah. So when you were, when you're, when you owned the gyms and when you first started out personal training, what was the biggest challenge that you faced with your clients? Yeah, so for for our clients in Orange County, I kind of it was a, like a weird bubble, and I'm sure there's other cities like it, but we're more of a kind of a we call it noise, but there's just so much stuff to do, so many restaurants, so many bars and you know Disneyland's a little bit of ways away, you know, the mountains are a little bit of ways away everyone's constantly doing stuff, eating horrible food, drinking. So I got all the party clients that lived in that area of Huntington beach. So they're, they were using us more of like life support. You know, I, we know they oh. know their health was deteriorating. They weren't willing to give it all up and we weren't going to make them, but come on, you know, let's, let's get you in a little program. At least 
start building healthy habits that you're willing to do. And that's kind of always been my mindset. I'm never trying to take away everything from somebody. I'm not that mm -hmm. boot camp instructor, mm -hmm. uh, military guy. So, so were I, people I trying, were they trying to like out exercise their eating habits and drinking habits? Yeah, as, as much as yeah. they could. And then over time, my job I'm, is to kind of trick them a little bit and getting what I yeah. want and picking a little bit of healthier options. And we, I mean, I'm guilty of, of that at one yeah. time. So I totally relate. Like, I'm sure everybody <laughs> has done that. Well, yeah. okay, if I work out for five days this week, I can, you know, eat a ton of stuff and drink beer all night or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. And, 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 you know, that's my tagline is, you know, being over 40, I'm, I'm un unwilling to give up fighting the aging process, but I'm also unwilling to give up my social life, which in mm -hmm. my world is Saturday, Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I kind of, okay. I kind of put that out in the world and that's who I'm getting people interested in all, all the okay. kind of the party people. Okay. How is it? Um, like how long do you think your average client takes before they see a change? Probably um, usually about three months. You know, I used to okay. try a little okay. harder, but like I said, you know, pushing too hard on someone way back in the day, it's just, it's not sustainable. You know, mm -hmm. we always get the New Year's crowd that comes in and they're like, that's mm -hmm. it. I'm done. I want to go all out on diet, all out on supplements, all out on six days a week. I'm like, no, T take it from me. No, no, no. Let's, right. just, <clears throat> let's just get you on a simple program, get you going. Pick one thing you really want to work at and master it. And I'm not going to let you get, do the other thing until we until we get to that point. Because it's just better to you know build those healthier habits slowly. Mm -hmm. I like the word you keep using, master it. Like I think mastering one thing is so important. Yeah. But well, that that just resonates with me of what my uncle has always been my business mogul person I looked up to and in the business world, that was one thing I should have done is master one thing before you go into the next, not try to do everything like I mm -hmm. previously mentioned. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I mentioned importance. Why is it important to do strength training? And dumb it down for me, as dumb as you can make it yeah. for me. So strength training, that's basically been my world for the last 15 years. It's not the only way to lose weight, but that's also not mm -hmm. why, also why I do it. Um, strength training, basically it's good for functional fitness, having a skeletal frame that can hold your body, slip strips and falls, you know, that's great. And then the other thing is raising your BMR. That's like our core to, to my world, your basal What's metabolic BMR? rate, Okay. Your, your basal metabolic rate. And basically it's how much are you burning with your body just at rest? If you're just lying down on a bed, doing nothing all day. Okay. And so when you, when you build lean muscle, that number increases and now say you were on a diet that you were eating 2000 calories. Now your body's burning 2200 calories. So now you're at that deficit just by building that muscle, not to mention you burn calories while you do the workout and you burn calories when your body is doing its protein synthesis and, and creating that uh, lean muscle mass. So it's a three prong approach. So the more muscle I have in my body, the more I can lay on the couch and burn calories and just be a fat burning machine. <laughs> yep. So then, then there's, you know, then there's a thing like we've been talking about the over 40 crowd. Well, we can't just sit here and beat up our joints and beat up our bodies doing right. this kind of stuff. So I really like calling it more like picking better options for movement. It may be strength training and weight training or a little bit of it, but just movement in general. So if someone likes boxing, kayaking, walking, you know, any of that kind of stuff, I just promote movement in general.
And okay. you know, you... a lot of, oh, go ahead. No, no, you finish what you're saying. I was gonna say a lot of us personal trainers, as much as we're in the gym scene and there every day, after COVID, when we were all at home, you know, we still brought weight equipment home because we had access to it and we would do our workouts and then do nothing for the rest of the day. All of us gained like 20 pounds. It just, it just shows you it's not just working out and building lean muscle. You can't, you can't survive just on that. You have to worry about your diet. You got to worry about movement and moving and then, you know, all the other things that come in with health and fitness. And would you say moving not 24 hours a day, but a good part of the day. Pretty much you got to do something every day. So it could be a walk to the grocery store. You know, I got a little trampoline at my house. And when I'm watching football, it's all I'm doing right now lately. Oh. And so I'm jumping on my trampoline for 15 minutes while I'm watching football. And then that's, that's it for me. But that mm-hmm. stuff starts compounding and you start seeing results just, mm-hmm. you know, by having that mindset, I have to do something today. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of our clients who say that they didn't get their workout in, but then when we ask them, what did you do today? Or what did you do? They're like, well, I worked in the yard. I cleaned my house. I walked around. Does that count towards movement? It counts, but you know, it's just how much, how much more aggressive do you want to get with getting your results? Okay. So, you know, if, if, if someone's ever, almost every phone has those little step counters or you can get yeah. the Fitbits and stuff, right? So, and it's not like you have to do it all the time, but it'd be a good, nice gauge to see like, on those days where I'm just working around the house and, you know, I do move a lot, but what am I kind of hitting? And it'd probably be around like 3000 steps for someone aggressive that really wants to start seeing the needle moving. You need to be around like 10,000 steps. Mm. So if you're doing something a little bit more vigorous, like, you know, boxing or weight training, then, I mean, steps probably don't matter because of all the other benefits we talked about. But -hmm. if you're just going to be doing the, the walking or the, the moving around the house, if you can get 10,000 steps, you're in this, you're in the sweet spot. Hmm. So uh, what I'd like to do now, if it's okay with you, is Leah and I will just ask you a bunch of questions because I know both of us have a whole bunch, especially after listening to you talk about movement and strength and being over 40, I won't say how old I am, but being over 40, what's different? (laughs) So is there a difference of how you work out over 40 versus not over 40? Um, I think so. I mean, there's definitely people that keep going to their 60s, 70s, 80s, but I just think the the chances of injury goes up. Mm-hmm. So my my whole thing that I put out there is slow everything down. It'd be nice to adopt the the more time under tension philosophy with with anything you're doing. Um, and what just does use, that mean? So like if you're doing more in the workout scenario where you're lifting weights, cut the weights okay. in half. And do the exercises, whatever you're doing, bicep curls, squats, push-ups, and slow it down. Suffer. You know, do that squat five seconds down, five seconds up. Same thing with a push-up. Just hang down there and slowly push yourself back up. Having more mind control (laughs) over over what you're doing. And I'm telling you, you couldn't even do a third of the way. But one, one, you're getting that, in our world, it's called concentric uh, contraction and eccentric of doing the negative. So. So you're getting the squat, you're going down, you're getting the eccentric movement, and then you're pushing back up, standing up. That's a concentric movement. So you're getting both of those. Normally when someone's doing squats, they're just repping them out in like under a second. So you're not getting the, the beauty of both worlds. So one, you get that. Two, you you ease up on your joints, ease up on your spine. These, mm-hmm. these bodies 
I always say these are the worst engineered bodies. You know, we're, <laughs> we look like we're going to make it to like past 120, 130, but these bodies can't do it. So yeah. we got to start now in our 40s for that long game if we think we're going to live that long. Those okay. slow exercises are very painful. Yeah. And you right. know, Pilates is already like all of that, you know, and I do enjoy Pilates, mm. but that's, I also like the strength training part of, of what I do as well. So. Okay. How do you uh, fit like in your ideal workout plan? Where does cardio fit in? Where does strength training can fit in? And do you need a set, set amount of time for each? It depends on what you like. Obviously, if you hate doing strength training, there's other things to pick. But uh, for me, I like I've gotten down my workouts back in the day. I used to do six workouts a week. Now I'm doing three workouts a week, 30 minutes each. And I'm pumping like I literally move from station to station to station to get to maximize my 30 minutes. But I have a a hard cutoff at that 30 minute mark. Hmm. Easy on the joints. Another thing besides the time under tension is a, a, what they call effective reps. So I only got like one or two shots at the exercise I'm doing because I only have 30 minutes and I want to try to get six or seven exercises in. When you're doing your push-ups or whatever, you want if you can do three more, you have to do the three more because that's that's when you're getting your body to have that stimulus hormonal response to like, oh my God, this guy is suffering. We need to grow more muscle because he's fighting through that pain. And, uh, um, you know, it just takes time to, 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 to work at that. And there's, there's certain people who just, no, nope, not for me. And that's cool because the other part is if you quit, it's game over. So we got to find mm-hmm. something that, that you that's like. That's a great so. point. Yeah. And I was just thinking you almost need somebody to be like one more. Just yeah, one exactly. More. And that's, you know, that's the, the world of personal trainers. That's right. where I, I fit in right. the last 15 years. So we, we help with that. But, uh, other than that, uh, cardio I, I basically do circuit training so i'm i'm moving quickly i throw in some treadmill like quick little five minute intervals uh mm-hmm. on the treadmill so i'm never stopping so i'm getting a little bit of cardio from that but other than that i like i said movement every day like i'll put a weight vest on and go walking or i'll do my trampoline i'll do sprints on my trampoline because i really oh. like the trampoline because it takes the sh- the you know, the shock off your spine. Yeah. And they said, you know, it takes anywhere from 50 to 70% of the load off. So I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, I wasn't uh, comfortable sprinting or running anymore because of all the back injuries. Now I can do it without worrying about it on this trampoline. Oh yeah. And then, like I said, I like Pilates. I'll throw in a Pilates session every now and then. Is the little trampoline better on your knees too? Oh yeah. Everything. And then on top of that, there's, there's the cheap Amazon trampoline that, is okay, but then there's better ones out there that take even more of the load off. They're like really certain. I don't. I don't even know how they do it. Bungee systems, I think. Huh. But that's for me, really in my world, I have to worry about that. TV. Yeah, yeah. Just watching that's... TV and just jumping around. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm watching football, or I'll watch uh, music videos with my uh, daughter. So we'll sit there and pick a music video, and we'll take do thirty seconds on, thirty seconds mm-hmm. off, and just jump in with each other. Wow. I know. So, so if, if I, so my workout uh, sometimes is I'm not a, I like doing the strength training, but it's not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather do cardio. So if I do like today, I did 45 minutes of cardio and then about 10 minutes of legs. Is that sufficient if I'm working hard or do I need to do more? So just when you're doing your legs and making sure that, you know, you gave everything you could in mm-hmm. that session, you didn't just hit a number because you said, I'm going to do 10 reps and you did 10 or like, that's it. 
well, could you have done more? And if you could have, you probably should have had a little bit more weight on you. Even mm -hmm. and like I said, if you slow it down, that'll help out. Probably couldn't do that many reps going that slow. What's so a... slowing it down, even if you're doing like a three pound weight. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, doing three pound weights and doing you know straight arm shoulder flies and just slowing that down. Ugh. Oh my Sounds god, the terrible, burn on there. Yeah. And, then, and then you fight it. You do everything you can. But I only do like two sets of every exercise because I've so much stimulus in those two sets that I don't need I don't need to work out that muscle group right now anymore. And did you, you know, have like sorry, I keep interrupting you because oh, I have no so worries, many questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> did you have like an arm day or a leg day and a core day? Like how do you break it up or do you do it all at once? So I'm I'm more of a fan right now because um, I'm kind of I'm happy where I'm at um, doing just full body workouts. Okay. So I'll do uh, either full bodies or right now because I had a little bit fun from the holidays and football. I decided to add in a fourth day right now. So I'm doing upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, and I'll okay. always throw a, just a tiny bit of core in each one. Um, and when I do legs, I tend to to do my arms with my legs. But on okay. upper body day, I do back and chest, back and chest, back and chest, like six or seven exercises. Mm -hmm. um, another thing with cardio too, uh, at least I, I like to promote at least one day a week of doing more high intensity cardio. And the, and the issue with that is when, as we start aging and slowing down and, you know, everyone's genetics are different, but, you know, all the mitochondria in your cells, the powerhouse of your cells starts dwindling. And those are your fat burning machines. You know, you have your liver, which you got to take care of with diet and all that. That's a huge fat burning machine. But but all the mitochondria in your cells. So if you start losing those in your cells just from time and you stop stressing your body, um, maybe your diet's not as good, those, it starts dwindling. And that's why as we get over 40, we start seeing this, this change. And like I said, I was hitting 40 and I'm like, I'm still doing six days a week. I got to run now longer. I got to lift heavier or go longer in the gym. And it's just a, why is this happening? Well, it's because of that. I'm not moving on, on the other days and in my spare time because I'm more of a desk worker now and, mm -hmm. and doing what I was doing. So, so you start stimulating that more with high intensity and people think high intensity, oh God, CrossFit or something like that. No, high intensity just means getting your heart rate up to a certain level. You can Google a scale, but to 150 beats per minute. and for me, I'll, I'll sprint on that trampoline or I'll fast walk with that weight vest or there's a bunch of different band workouts and, and body weight workouts where you can go real fast for 30 seconds, take a break, and then just keep doing however many rounds you can do. And that's been shown to like boost your mitochondria levels back to hmm. hopefully your young 30s. And well, uh, we, have, so um, a, we have a client that's just trying one minute jogs on the treadmill. Yeah. One minute. Like, yeah, but so, so the whole point is stress your body hard for that 30 seconds or one minute, and then you have yeah. to give it a break for your body to be like, oh my God, we need to respond to this. We need to give you energy. And then they they signal, we need to start building more mitochondria because look what this person is doing to us. And so, so that's, you're, you're saying that as we age, our metabolism slows down. Is that, that's a fact or is it a myth? No, that's a fact. So the okay. aging process sucks and it's going to get us anyways. So basically <laughs> how far can you push this out is the name of the game, right? <laughs> right. So wait, and I so, wanted to just say, cause you're a perfect person to ask this question. Mm -hmm. You have worked out 
since what would you say when did you start working out would you say probably what was that probably like, junior high like 13 years okay. old all right so okay and you've worked out consistently since that age yeah never stopped you, unless it was like a two-week break or i got in or you had your injured okay and you have noticed the difference in after you hit a certain age yeah in the that's way. what i'm saying as soon as i hit like well i started getting injuries in sports like at 32 and yeah. then at 35 other problems and allergic reactions i talked to coming on my show about all the different allergies that started hitting me at 35 but probably around 38 was when I'm like, what is this? Like this little tough down here when I used to have, you know, not a men's fitness six pack, but pretty, I've held that thing for a long time. And, and now I'm starting to see consistent. this pudge up. Yep. And, and, I've been, been and then I started increasing even more and that's not the right thing to do. I'm older now. I need more recovery time. I need to have better quality oh. diet. So those are the only ways to, to beat the game here to, to push it out as long as you can. Better so diet that- and more recovery time. Either your be- that's and more and more stimulus. And that's that's yeah. why you got to change yeah. up your workouts. Do a little bit of high intensity, which I, I hated high intensity. But there's, <laughs> there's yeah, there's so many there's so many options though. You can, as long as you can pick a few of the things, you, you got some. Hope. Yeah. What was um, your question, Comdine? I, I was going to ask. You. No, no, I. It, we're just too excited to talk about fitness, but a lot of our clients have injuries. Whether it's a lot of females have frozen frozen shoulder. Or a lot of people have knees issues where they have knee replacements or, you know, arthritis or just general aging related issues. How is working out? How should they work out? For for those people, and, you know, I also joined the crowd for that of injuries. Um, basically, you know, I need to know what their physical therapist or doctor, their surgeon recommends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can help them and watch them do those exercises they were recommended. But there's still so many different parts to your body that are working. We can still work those out as long as the doctor approves that they're not going to, our whole body's a kinetic chain. I don't want to be working out their their calves or something if that's going to mess something up for someone who had a hip injury and the therapist doesn't mm-hmm. want me doing mm-hmm. that. But my biggest thing with like medical doctors, they were like, oh no, you need to take a break off everything. And I was like, well, they just have a shoulder injury. What's wrong with working core and legs and all that? And they'll be, if I really push on them, they'll be like, well, I guess that's okay. Well, why are you telling people to stop moving? Right. <laughs> keep going. You can never stop. This is a losing game after 40. We need to keep moving, keep stimulating, and you just work work to your disadvantages, and hopefully you can heal those or cure something, but you got you got other things you can do. I like that you're saying that because it's even something we should be asking our own doctors. Like, I, if you have a foot injury, like, well, okay, so you don't want me walking, but can I still do, like, chair cardio or chair arm exercises or like I think we should be asking that I think if I'm being honest we want that pass yeah that's the thing I want my doctor to be like no you can't walk you can't do this you can't do that and then I come home and I'm like well I can't do anything which is bs and I know it but I like that you called us out and you're like well ask your doctor can you do this instead or that instead yeah and then I'll I'll yeah. send them with pictures show your doctor this there's no load on your foot if you're doing like a leg extension or leg curl we can't do this you're sitting down and then I'll always come back and be like oh no he approved those those are okay <laughs> I was like all right so let me let me take over we'll keep you off your feet if you know if someone had like an ankle injury and I know what to do from there just from experience so yeah wow mm. so if someone is like over 50 wanting to start a, a exercise program 
sorry, over 40. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why I said 50. I guess that's about me. But if uh, a person is over 40 wanting to start exercise, is there some place you recommend they start? I would like, I really highly recommend going to a, like a physical therapist first because they are just so much better at screening um, than us personal trainers. They just have the better schooling for that. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that, they need someone to kind of teach them at least a couple sessions. So usually gyms always have free sessions. You know, you got to kind of sift through the different trainers. I mm -hmm. like the private gyms because I ran private gyms and I feel like we always had the, the more tenured veteran trainers because they always wanted to go off on their own versus the chain gyms, you know, they were hiring anybody. So you got all the young ones and, you know, they, they, they could have their school and all that, but experience is experience. So, you know, go with what you're comfortable, but, but it helps to have someone in the field um, as an accountability person, at least for a few sessions just to get you going. And then it's up to you, mm -hmm. you know, time, money, whatever works for, for the person. But other than that, you know, a lot of the stuff I get is like, you know, going on YouTube and, you know, vetting out people and oh, people okay. I kind of look up to and you can, you can start, you know, building off that, but it's still different than someone being right next to you and they can 100% see if you have poor form or something. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. I, I was just going to share that Lee and I have had this conversation where um, the trainer at her gym, he, I think it, he owns that gym now. But he coincidentally was a trainer at a bigger gym where I went, where he was my trainer. And when he was there, I felt like it was all about the cell and try this program, try this thing, try this. And it discourages you from working out because you're like, I'm already spending so much money. I don't want to do all these 10 extra things. So I think your point about a private gym versus a big gym it's kind of important for someone, especially if they're just working out, just starting mm -hmm. to work out. Yeah. And, you know, the for the trainers that are still training at that chain gym, you're like, man, he's, that person's been there forever. It's because they're a great salesperson. So they've got that uh, going for them because there's no reason the trainer shouldn't eventually go off on their own. They make so much more money. They can set their mm -hmm. schedule. There's no stress from getting pushed to be more salesy. So just in That's my opinion. Yeah, no, and I, I, I bet you, yeah, I should see that. Yeah. So your your recommendation is to get with either a physical tra uh, physical trainer or a therapist first. First, just get a screen, some, yeah. Yeah, to get some things uh, foundationally and then move into doing stuff on your own. Yeah, doing or... stuff on your own, you know, maybe some online program, go get a trainer. You know, you could go do like, not uh, like a boot camp type class. Those, those are mm. a little riskier for the over 40. Cause they don't really watch everyone's form in those, you know, oh, the 20 year olds, 30 year olds kind of get away yeah. with those. But if you do a little bit more education on your own first, then you know what you're doing and you can go join those boot camps and have a little bit safer time doing it. Okay. But oh, it's basically sense. just finding something that you enjoy. Is there a trick for to, maintain consistency, especially in the beginning when everything starts hurting? Yeah, I, I think if for, for someone just starting out, like it's better just to do a full body workout one day a week. And oh, then maybe, maybe do that. I like that. Yeah. So, and after that, you like it, you enjoy it, add a second one in and baby still, steps. Let's baby go step. back to the one day. Yeah, everything uh, is baby steps. One day, full body. That's it. 
I wasn't expecting that answer. I really me neither, that. and I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and but that's what I'm telling you. You start you start uh, helping someone get into this. You know, being immersed in health and fitness and helping them make better choices. You know, not being that bully trainer. You need to come in here and grind the weights. No. We'll, if you like doing yoga or Pilates, that's great. Go do that. Maybe we'll just do one day a week here. And there's there's so many different options. And you're eventually going to get to the same result. Because I'm telling you, once you start streamlining these things with your diet, your sleep, your stress, like I said, hitting hitting the gym six, seven days a week is not going to do anything. But when you start taking care of the overall picture, look at me, three days a week, 30 minutes. That's, that's insane. And I still have the body of yeah. when I was in my early 30s. You gave me an aha moment too, because you have yeah. said from the beginning when we started talking to you, the word master and like, you got to master something like, and I'm like, well, that's, why don't I just master working out one day a week? That's it. That's it. Like master one day. I don't master three days for five minutes a day. Like I need to, like, I like the thought of just keep doing one day a week and master it until it yeah. becomes that every single Monday I just do this or whatever day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And for me, my, this month, you know, I did a podcast episode about it. This month, mine is more of inflammation. I'm so sick of all these different allergies, food allergies. And I, I need to listen to my body and I need to start sifting through this stuff. You know, I know the real mm -hmm. bad ones. I have a really bad milk allergy and I'm allergic to uh, NSAIDs like Motrin. Um, but different foods, like I swear to God, I'm somewhat allergic to uh, onions, tomatoes, uh, beef. And actually my mom just gave me this, uh, Kaiser report from, uh, 2015. And I remember doing a blood test allergy test back then. And I'm not, besides the milk allergy, I didn't really think any of the other ones mattered. I went back on there and they're like, Oh my God, I scored an incredibly high, uh, reaction to beef. And I've been suspecting beef for the last three years. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm, I'm done with really? this. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I got to start process by elimination and start eliminating the stuff. Cause that's one thing is you I've feel inflamed when you're inflamed you cannot you cannot lose weight it's just like being stressed if you're if your cortisol levels are that high you cannot lose weight so you're just wasting your time with all these workouts and running and everything so oh yeah it's just so not fair all you have all these things have and to it, be in and line it, like, and you ate meat or beef when you were in your 20s and it didn't affect you yeah because i didn't listen <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point too yeah so do you advocate for uh, any diet changes when you're training somebody? I like to start with, the, like I said, the workout first. Let's do one day a week, get you the two days a week. I won't even mess with someone's diet until they've done like a month, month and a half. Um, and then I, I like tweaking stuff where can we at least eliminate the processed stuff? Can you start doing a little bit of intermittent fasting? Doesn't have to be crazy fasting, mm -hmm. but just kind of tighten your your time zones so you're not snacking all morning all night um and then after that I've, I've always been an advocate of just there is no right diet it's just what's the one that feels good to you mm -hmm. and like for me i don't even know what my diet's called it's low carb i guess but it's like elimination diet i'm, I'm trying to eliminate everything i'm freaking allergic to because mm -hmm. you know i'm just that type of person my doctor said he's never seen anyone that's scored so many bad marks on a food allergy test <laughs> wow so so you, got, you know, this is what I got. Who yeah. knows? Maybe I got, maybe I had leaky gut and I didn't even know it. But at this point right. in my life, just that's fine. Just start taking some of these things off. Listen to your body and all these other foods I'm putting in and, and the uh, programs that I'm doing, they feel good. So you just go with that. And mm -hmm. I've just been on a roll.
Do you ever feel like, oh man, I have to get rid of all of these things out of my diet and just like feel rebellious about that? Or are you just sick of feeling? Hypothetically, are you asking that, Tamna? Or are you? (laughs) (laughs) See, I've never, I've never been a foodie. I don't even care about food. So this is a little bit easier for me. Mine is more of the college party guy, beers and drinks on weekends and that kind of stuff. So if anything, those will be the last things you take away from me. So I'll give up anything prior to that. Okay. Well, and I think once you feel good, you you really realize I don't really need it. It's yeah, not exactly. that important. You know what I mean? Yep. So you're yeah. also saying what it sounds like that you're still going to have things in your rotation that you love. You're not getting rid of everything. No. So yes. Like I, like I said, I, you know, I eat berries, nuts, I eat chicken, fish, turkey, all those are good. Pork, beef seems was, to be a problem. I was but, focusing on the beer. I don't know. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So and that's and that's the thing. I had to start tightening up my game because I can't I couldn't get away with three, four days or occasionally throughout the week. Like if if you're yeah. my thing is if you're gonna you know, you hate the word cheat days common, but I still use them. <laughs> but if you're going to if you're going to do some of those things, you got to you got to just like intermittent fasting, you got to keep those in a tight yeah. time frame. So for me, yeah. what what am I doing Monday through Friday? I'm working, I'm helping my daughter out, doing stuff, my wife out. I mean, I don't have to have it there maybe if there's a football game on, but most of the fun time is on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm like that's my treat. Right. So I within reason have a little bit of fun Saturday and Sunday and I can maintain what I got. If I want to mm-hmm. start if I want yeah. to get to the next level, like right now I'm uh, 209, I want to break 200 and I'll just be utterly ripped. That's what I'm, in my mind I think I'll be. <laughs> but uh, I either have to give up some of those weekends or I'm going to have to start yeah, dieting a little harder Monday through Friday and all that. So everything's that makes about, sense. yeah. So everything's all about tweaking that, getting, you know, and then I'm starting to get better sleep. I'm going to bed like at 9 30 now. I never used to do that. Leah's a big, I love a big my advocate sleep. for sleep. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the most important thing. I really do. But that's another whole podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> so do you take clients over Zoom or how do you, yeah. if someone doesn't live in San Diego? Yeah. So uh, I basically just, like you said, Zoom. I do uh, either online uh, coaching, just like we're doing right now, in either 15 mm-hmm. or 30 minutes uh, sessions. Some people only need once a month or once every other month. It's just I have a plethora of all different clients that use me for whenever whatever time frame works for them. Okay. Or I do a monthly thing where I'll program all the workouts and it's a online personal training software that has like videos and notes and that kind of stuff. And I can program that out for people as well. So if somebody isn't, I don't know what the word would be, but like, let's say you don't want to go, I don't want to go to a gym. I don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable or whatever the situation. And you suggested a personal trainer to show you some things. Mm-hmm. that's where you would come in and you would do it through zoom even like yeah exactly I could be like hey can you i would love this is my equipment what can i do and you could be that personal trainer so i don't ever have to go into a gym exactly and, and that's the thing i can program all, all the workouts for just home-based workouts bands that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then if you feel comfortable okay i know what i'm doing okay perfect and you can just do check-ins and stuff so i've got clients okay. that do that as well very cool that's what's very doable yeah, yeah. very the least pass path of resistance. That's what I've always tried yes. to do for people. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, yeah. So I'm not really prevalent on social media like we talked about, but uh, my mm-hmm. website, over40fitnesshacks.com, and that's four zero, not spelled out. And the same thing for my podcast, Over 40 Fitness Hacks. 
Awesome. That's, that's pretty much and where I'm the, at. And the really good thing about that I love about your podcast are like 10, 15 minute segments. So I was saying that you can listen to them while you're like brushing your teeth or making your doing your hair. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, I, I try to one week do more episodes, kind of like all the little biohacking stuff I'm doing to try to tweak my stuff. And then the next week I bring on like a guest on the show, a little bit more professional setting. So, you know, someone can listen to me and I've got it all tagged on there. They can skim through, look at the titles, pick what, you know, what, what works for them. Awesome. Very good idea. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for yeah. just giving us so much and in- actually doable information. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's very practical and very reasonable to start kind of slow, but with some knowledge and then build up to where one day, one day, one day, I'm going to master, I'm going to master one day. <laughs> master That's one day. Yeah. I'm going to master one day. So thank you for that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks for having me on your show. This has been awesome. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Enjoy nice your weather. You and I'm very jealous as I say that to you. Will do. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna. 